So Wendy's again. Oh, Wendy's again. So he goes to Wendy's. He orders one. No, no, I better be. I did recognize that I didn't say the complete truth the first time. I did order two, and I got a third. Okay, he orders two, (laughs) and they gave him one free, and he didn't share. (laughs) (laughs) I repent, Lord. (laughs) Um. So this uh, this is going to be sponsored by Wendy's. If you are now, they don't know that, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. I won't get paid. <laughs> so if you are wanting to be the cool kid of the block and are not, run to Wendy's and get yourself a frosty, and you will be the cool kid of the neighborhood. And that's all it takes. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. If only I'd have known that when I was young. <laughs> so how was your day? Well, I. You ever just have one of those days where you feel like you're treading water at work? That's kind of what my day was like today. Not yeah. since I was a lifeguard. But I'm chink. But I'm chink. No, nothing bad. Just nothing uh, bad. you're you work at home, right? I do work at home, so it can't get bad. Well, I I have to admit I've never liked my coworkers more. <laughs> so. <laughs> He must not have any mirrors in his house. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So this is going to be fun. Let's roll it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining us again for the Love of God podcast. I'm Jason Lombrake, your host, and I am here once again with Rick Rieger and Nathan Jewell. Welcome back, gentlemen. It's nice to be here, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So today, I think it's important to discuss... Something I was thinking about the other day, I was laying in bed, day off work, I was a day of rest, and I was looking for, say I got a new phone, and the new phone doesn't have, I'm not going to mention what it is. (laughs) It's best we not have that argument. (laughs) This just isn't the time or the place. But I learned that it's... It's the best phone. <laughs> anyway, I uh, the phone doesn't come with, and I don't think the new Androids do either, but they, it doesn't come with um, headphone jacks. That is true. So I have to get a Bluetooth headphone. So I was researching them, and I researched them for one day for a couple hours is watching videos on YouTube about, you know, reviews and reading reviews. Then I go to bed and wake up and I spend probably four more hours researching different headphones because I value my money and I just don't want to just throw my money at something that's going to be garbage. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, that's certainly a, that's certainly a, a component of good stewardship. So um, I'm researching these, and I and I come to a realization that I have spent 
probably six to seven hours researching ear pods, earbuds. Wow. And I started wondering, you know, I'm not the only person doing this. There's a lot of people researching enormous amount of things. I mean, I researched microphones when I bought these microphones, and I researched all this stuff before I bought it. Hours, hours, and hours, and hours of deep dive research. And yet, we have people that don't give the Bible 10 minutes of research. They just pick a church, closest one to their house, I imagine. There's so many. Well, that's not to say anything bad about the local church. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a great story. If it's point. the right church. No, that's fair too. Because they don't know, I mean, are they getting the right teachings? Are they getting taught from the Bible? Are they getting taught the pastor or preacher or priest or deacon or whatever? Are they getting their interpretation, their spin that they've came up with themselves, that they were taught to themselves from somebody else? Mm-hmm. And they just take it for face value that what they're hearing is correct. The, well, I guess what, what I, I kind of, the way I kind of look at it is there are so many people out there that are so busy with their own lives that they would much rather be told what the Bible says than actually read it for themselves. And what it comes down to is we're really just too busy. Yeah, you got that right. You know, and and I think uh, I did a, this was the most hilarious thing. Uh, I was in a group called Koinonia. I don't know if you've heard of this group, but uh, many years ago, uh, probably 10 or 15 years ago, maybe at this point, I'm aging myself now, but um, I went to a Koinonia weekend and I was one of the teachers and they, you know, they asked me to teach on, you know, studying the word of God. And so, you know, I, I put a lot of thought into it. And uh, I try to, you know, for these kind of meetings on the weekend, these uh, like retreat, they're like a weekend retreat. You really want to try to get the point across in a way that they'll remember. So, you know, even more than what I typically do on a Sunday morning, I wanted to bring it to life. So I talked about, you know, I, I kind of uh, compared it to a, a swimmer versus a diver. And I said, you know, a lot of times when we get into the Word of God, we, we try to swim for, for distance. You know, we want to get as far as we can in the least amount of time. And that's kind of the way we read the Bible sometimes. We get in the Word, uh, you know, okay, John 1, I'm going to get to John 6 today. So we read and we read really quick, really quick, and we don't get anything out of it. And all we do is, you know, that, there's nothing wrong with that to get kind of context you know, uh, and I prefer to have the Bible read to me. You know, I use the U version, have it read to me for that kind of thing. But then if that's all I get, I'm not really getting anything. You know, and I compared uh, the the diving, the deep diving, as you say. I, I, I called it di- uh, diving for nuggets or, or reading for depth versus reading for, or reading for distance. And so what I started to do, and I gave somebody literally a heart attack, I think. It was almost a heart attack. I, start, I had a suit on when I was speaking. You know I never speak in a suit, but I did in this case. I had a, a suit on, a tie. And as I started talking about diving for nuggets, and I talked about how it's important that, you know, we just, we stop. It'd be like 
you know, going uh, instead of dive, instead of jumping across, the, you know, into the English Channel and trying to get across it. Now we're going to Aruba and we're going deep and we're going to stop and we're going to look at the reefs and we're going to look at the fish and we're going to really get some nuggets out of it. And so as I'm doing this, I'm taking off my tie, taking off my jacket. I unbuttoned my shirt and took it off and people are looking at me like, what in the world? And before you knew it, I unbuckled my pants and, and pulled them down. I had a swimsuit underneath. And I reach over and I grab a snorkel and I put it on and I put some, I had some flippers and I put those on. And so at the end of the message, <laughs> I was basically a snorkeler. <laughs> but the whole point was to, you know, to get across the fact that, you know, we have to look at reading the Bible differently. We shouldn't be just getting through the story. We want to stop and let the Holy Spirit interpret. We want to stop and really look for the principles, you know, uh, look look for what we can learn and meditate. You know, the, the Bible says uh, in the Old Testament, when they were given the law of Moses, they said, uh, God told them, meditate on the word day and night. Memorize everything in it. That way you can be sure to do what it says and be successful. You know, and that's what it takes, I think, to study the word is meditation. And you can't do that, you know, in a few minutes. That takes, you know, hours. Right. Yeah. I mean, Grab a couple verses and just really think about them. So we do a Bible study. Absolutely. Um, Wednesday night, we get together, we go verse by verse, and we go as far as the group allows us to go. So we let the conversation and the teaching, and we just dive deep into these verses and make sure we understand exactly what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us from this, and we go from there. Now, Nate, don't, you know, don't feel bad if you want to take that idea, you know, and then Wednesday just start stripping in the middle of Bible study, you know. I I, I would try that, I, but people would start throwing $1 bills and tell me to put it back on. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> I am, I'm just really glad that I Zoom. <laughs> I don't want to witness that. So <clears throat> I pointed out a couple different, in my notes, um, denominations. This could be controversial, but that's well, okay. Before you get into that, I do want to make one last comment about your previous topic there when you started with the, the deep dive on the earbuds. Uh huh. Kind of reminded me about the man whose wife told him that he obsesses too much, so he laid awake all night and in the morning said, I don't think I obsess too much. <laughs> but um, shh. <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of well funny. Played. It is kind of funny that you say that because I just had a situation on Sunday. I go home, you know. I'm trying to get things done. You know, uh, we I had several things that kind of happened on Sunday, and I had to take care of it. And sure enough, uh, you know, our dishwasher apparently is dying, and my wife's like, you know, we got to get a new one. And I opened it up, and I'm like, wow, why didn't we do this like three years ago? <laughs> I mean, it's falling apart at the seams, literally. And so I said, okay, well, what do, what do we want? And so I end up spending like hours, you know, off and on, you know, over the next, you know, 24 hours trying to figure out what the right one was until we finally got one. Because I'm like, you know, if I'm spending this much money, I don't want to get something that's junk, kind of like you said. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I totally related to your story. Totally related. Yeah, for sure. I did, too. I I can tell you about shoes. Um, I used to buy the cheapest shoes I could for a long time. And then my wife bought me a nice pair of uh, shoes that, quite frankly, have never really gone bad. I've had them for like two years. I've never had a pair of shoes before before that for two years or more. So yeah, 
just interesting when you buy when you pay quality you get quality and results you get what you pay for i mean i just bought some new shoes and i was researching shoes too i mean i'm a researchaholic apparently but i didn't want to spend i wanted to spend less than 100 bucks on the shoes that i wanted the style right but I kept getting led down the path of these, which aren't super expensive. They're comparable to super expensive, but they, they were $200, and they're going to last me many, many, many years because they're very well built and very comfortable. And while the listeners can't really see it, they are some pretty fly shoes. They're fly. They are pretty fly. And, you know, it, again, I say that was a, it's a component of stewardship because, you know, uh, I, I think in, in America we just want so much stuff. You right. know, while kids are starving, you know, in other countries, you know, uh, we want so many things. It, it's to me, it's better to simplify your life, you know, and then, you know, when you do get something, Research it, get good quality, make your buck last, you know, make your buck stretch exactly. so that you can use some of this money now to feed those starving children, right. you know, rather than think we got to have everything. And then, because that used to be me, you know, when I was young, I just wanted everything. So I just want, get everything, but I just get cheap stuff and then it would all break. And then you just keep buying more everythings. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't need everything. And, you know, you simplify your life. But then when you do get something, yeah, do a little research, do your homework, do the due diligence, and that way you're not wasting your money and it lasts a little longer, and then you can, you know, take that money and use it for good. Right. I agree. Okay, so last week, Nathan, um, I was talking about how I was raised Catholic and how I've learned a lot of things now and uh, how I said that if I went back to my church and looked at the statues— how I would feel about them. I remember that. Right. And you defended it a bit, but what very I... Lightly. Uh, very like, lightly. Very lightly. Very lightly. But here's, the, here's what the point I was trying to make, because I don't know what those statues are now, mm-hmm. but I do know now what the statues are in Italy at the Vatican. Okay. And they are not good. I will take your word for that. I've never been. I haven't been either, but I've seen photos, mm-hmm. and they have statues that are very phallic. They have statues of small children with their faces close to the crotches of priests and godly men. And um, you're gonna I, have to put some links. I will. I'm photos, I, I, photos. Links will be in the photos in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I can tell you, I have actually been there. I've been to Vatican City, and I've seen some of those. And it's 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 some you know some are you know some like as we talked about last time, some of it is you know reasonably decent imagery that can help us to get into worship, and a mm-hmm. lot of it is very strange, mm-hmm. almost you know bizarre right. in nature, almost like it kind of takes your breath away, and you're like, what is this about? So yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Um, I think years ago. The Pope, I think he probably would, there's, 
I'm, 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 Let me ask you a question real quick while you're getting your thoughts together, okay? Yeah. So you mentioned you were raised Catholic, yeah. right? Did you go to Catholic school? Yes. Okay. Um, were you devout? Like, were you the kind of Catholic that went every week and you, you bought in and you studied and you, you dove deep into the material? No. No. Okay. All right. Thank you. I Continue. didn't want to be there. And, and that's fair. That's Nuns would spank me with rulers. Isn't that nice? That's very uh, godly of them. <laughs> I, oh, and my fourth grade teacher would grab the little hairs in the back of your neck. Mm-hmm. Not just me. Anybody was a bad. And would pull them up to the point you're on your tiptoes. trying Yikes. to. I mean, that's Catholic school. 101. Wow. And... Okay, there's there's not okay right now in the Catholic world in in Italy in the Pope's world the current Pope. There's some things going on that God would not approve of. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not going to go into extreme detail. Um, these folks listening are intelligent enough to do their own research. As I say this to you, do your own research <laughs> because you'll you'll find out. Don't hear it from me. Who am I? But let's just talk about some of the things that go on in the Catholic Church and other. I have others, but we're going to start with Catholics. Um, confessionals. Okay, confessionals. They, they use a priest as a mediator to God. And the Bible clearly says that you can go straight to Jesus. When he died on that cross, that tapestry ripped from top to bottom. It did. And that was a representation that... You can go straight to the Lord for your sins, mm-hmm. for your prayers, for okay. everything. And they seem to think that you have to use them as a mediator to confess your sins, your private sins that only God should know. To the priest. To the priest. Okay. They also call him Father. I'm sorry, but. I have one father other than my biological father, and he resides in heaven. That's fair. Thank you. I'm glad you agree. Um, Also, we kind of touched on worshiping Mary, and nowhere, not one place in the Bible does it say to worship Mary. That's true. So why, why do they do that? And they worship saints. And it will say in the Bible, don't worship saints. Saints are dead people. And and I'm I'm what's that word? I'm gonna need a little more to go. Paraphrasing. <laughs> paraphrasing. Ah, ah I well picked it out of his brain. Nice. Well I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but um, yeah. So that's Catholic, That's what I have on Catholics. I mean, it's just a very that's just two things. I'm sure there's a list, but I'm not really going to research Catholics as that much to bring up more points. Those two things alone. Should definitely give you pause. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So if you're a Catholic and, and you and you're hearing this, think about that. Just think about those things, and pick up your Bible and, and research. See if you're in the right place. Yeah, I think so. You know, anytime we, you know, anytime we uh, begin to talk about other, uh, you know, I guess you call them denominations or whatever, um, it, it can get, uh, you know, it can get a little crazy. Uh, People can get very offended, take it, you know, wrongly, whatever. And I think we have to get back to the, the real issue is that, 
you know, is, you know, if a denomination is off track, if a, a faith, whatever, is off track and it's not biblical, you know, are they sending people? Now, you know, granted, we all, we, we're, we all get things wrong. You know, Amen. We all get things wrong. And there's no man alive, woman alive, you know, except for Jesus, uh, who is technically still alive. <laughs> but there's nobody alive on this earth that has gets everything right. However, we can't just totally abandon the truth, and we can't lead people so far off that they they are now gone astray. So, you know, the little things here and there, maybe not such a big deal, but... Uh, you know, worshiping Mary, that that does kind of concern me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've had uh, Catholic friends who have uh, told me, you know, they spend their time praying to the saints. And, and there's different prayers from their books that you can pray to different saints for different things. And you pray for, well, you know, I don't think, you know, that the Word of God leads me to believe that saints are listening. In fact, the Bible says there is no, there is no weeping in heaven. Well, if you died and you've gone to heaven and you're looking at the stuff that's going on earth, there's going to be some weeping, you know? I agree. I would be overturning chairs by now. I don't. <laughs> yes. I, money changers. I don't think God lets you see the bad stuff. <laughs> no. So I, I just don't think that, uh, you know, I think these things are very unbiblical. Uh, Jesus said, for example, you know, uh, you know, don't, in fact, the Bible says don't call anybody father. Um, you know, it, they have taken some things a little bit to the extreme, and I believe it is uh, primarily for control. If you look at the the Catholic religion over the course of time, it's been not only a faith, but it has also been a political Amen. movement. And so a lot of their, their uh, dictates, you know, they came from, they, they were they drive because of control. And so like the Bible does tell us, number one, that we can go straight to the Father and and with our requests. It also tells us that we should confess our sins one to another. Now, if you really look at what that means, what they're talking about is getting accountability, being open. Don't, you know, don't live in a vacuum. Uh, But you know what? When you confess to a priest in a box, you're still in a vacuum. Is that priest really going to be able to give you accountability? Now, if I tell you guys, my friends who I hang out with, if I tell you, hey, I'm really struggling in this area, you can hold me accountable and probably will because we get together all the time. Yeah, Priests don't get together with their people all the time. Um, a lot of them are fairly hands-off, as a matter of fact. So you know, I believe a lot of it was control. But my real issue with some of these denominations and faiths uh, and Catholicism is one big one, is that I truly, with all of my heart, and I, again, it's not to attack anything, I, you know, my, my thing is this, I truly with all of my heart want to see everybody who can make it to heaven. In the Bible, very clearly, Jesus very clearly said, the path is narrow and few ever find it. And I believe that the rituals, the things that are promoted by the Catholic Church, the fact that they have a, you know, a leader in the Pope who can change what the Bible says without accountability, you know, without, I I find that very scary. And I just really believe that that particular religion or faith is leading more people to destruction than they're helping. Now, I'm not saying, I know there are Catholics that are going to be in heaven and I'm going to welcome them all and give them big hugs and, and thank God that they, you know, got the message. But in as a whole, what they're teaching, I believe does not lead people to salvation. 
Right. Just does not do that and actually can trip people up. Well, I mean, Jason gave some really great examples of that, how the way the nuns treated the kids, they they definitely left an indelible impression in right. in your psyche. Mm-hmm. And that's that impression is not godly. That's not how God says we should behave, right? Um, now, right. were there times you probably deserved a little bit of 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 a chastisement? Maybe, but not to that <laughs> level. <laughs> not to that level. You know, I can't even remember what I did. <laughs> it can't. Have, it couldn't have been that bad. Uh, that's true. Well, I I do know kids that have been to both. That have been to public schools back in the day when corporal punishment was you know alive and well, mm-hmm. and also went to Catholic school. and And their impressions typically were that Catholic schools were very much more aggressive in that area. Yeah, I mean, granted, this was in the late 70s, so... Oh, you're dating yourself. Things were a little different back then than they are now. I do want to kind of add this thought. Um, Pastor Rick kind of touched on this, where there are going to be people that are Catholic in heaven. 100% agree. And he also talked about the narrow narrow path. Um, You know, God, in His infinite wisdom, gave each and every one of us way more freedom then we have the ability to responsibly handle. That's mm-hmm. that's part of the, the problem we have with today's modern society. There's just too much freedom. We we have we have way too much freedom. Um, to that end, anytime you have these these areas of that are gray in the Bible, you're going to have division in the body of Christ. And there are a lot of areas like we'll just say, for instance, uh, is communion with the way we do communion at our church. Other churches would say, no, that's not okay, right? Um, But it says, here's what you do for communion, and then you can add to it. You can take away from it a little bit and do it in whatever whatever style that feels brings you into closer worship with God. But that freedom is something that's going to create division. And that that division, and that's from what I understand, the word denomination is really just a derivative of the word division. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to have all these different divisions in the body where people want to do things their own way, and that's how we're wired. We're wired to we we're we're wired to be. I want to say selfish, but I don't think that's the right word. We're wired to do what we want to do. I think selfish well, is a good word. The fleshly nature is selfish. Yeah, and wants yeah. To do what I it think it's a perfect do. word. Yeah. Okay, for sure. And because we want to do what we want to do, we are we're going to leave these divisions and we're going to say, well, I'm going to plant my flag right here, even though the Bible is kind of gray on it. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't need to be planted there, but there's nothing to stop people from having that happen in the church. Um, to that end, what Rick mentioned earlier is I believe that there are several of these denominations out there that are going to have people in heaven that are going to be there and, and will be part of the, of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the saints in heaven that we're going to meet. And my, my concern is we, we want to be careful not to be offensive, particularly to our brother. We don't want to cause another brother to stumble by addressing specific um, denominations or even calling out churches by name. Anything that we can say or do that's going to cast aspersions is dangerous. Now, if you look at the teachings, let's go into the teachings. That's, that's fair game, Okay. But the people, I, I, I want to keep it on the teachings, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's certainly denominations out there or churches even uh, that are 
you know, there's little teeny things that might be slightly off base, and they are somewhat gray areas. It, what's important is that we're not derailing people. You know, that's that's kind of the issue. I think sometimes, and I think the Catholic Church, quite in, quite honestly, in my opinion, is one of these. I think that the exception to the rule is going to be people in heaven, and 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 I believe that the church is not doing anything to promote people going to heaven. That's the problem. And so, you know, we don't, we certainly don't want a church that, you know, we don't, we don't want to be a part of a denomination who's like literally causing people to stumble. That's where I think we have to draw the line. And I think this kind of goes back to our very first conversation. You know, we ought to investigate what we're being taught. Uh, this is very important. I don't care what church you, I mean, Catholic, if you go to the ark, I, I don't care. I, and we sort of kind of hit upon this last week. I think it is very important for us to not take everything hook, line, and sinker, and to really study what the Bible says. And when we see gray areas, okay, then we can have charity in those things. You know, we can have love in those areas, and we can do what the Bible says. It says that we should overlook each other's faults, that, you know, we're not always going to agree, you know, kind of the whole issue with the, you know, they had back in the day of meat being sacrificed to foreign gods. You know, some people just thought, oh, my goodness, if you eat that meat, you're going straight to hell. Others said, no, man, we don't even believe in those gods. They're fake. They're not real. So we can eat it. It's, it's just a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. And so what, what you know, Paul said, well, don't cause each other stumble. You know, we'll figure all this stuff out eventually, but just love each other. Yeah. And that's what we got to do in these gray areas or areas that aren't so, you know, cut and dry, cut and, dry and, and important. But when when we see people's lives being derailed, that's when we need to stand up and say, hey, you know, I don't think we can just sit back and say, oh, you know, if you want to be a Catholic, that's fine. Well, that would be it would be the same as me, I think, saying, well, if you want to be a Buddhist, that's fine. I mean, you see it a little different than me. No, there's only one way to heaven, and that's Jesus Christ. Right. That's okay. fair. Now, that's I'm not fair. I'm not necessarily, exactly. you know, and I don't want to just pick on that one denomination, but no. I'm just saying that, you know, we have to do our due diligence, and, I, you know, as a warning to all of our listeners out there, uh, the ones and ones of you out there, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> actually it's growing fat quick. Well, that's true. I mean, just I'm, the fact I'm in, that I'm surprised and impressed. And thank you so much, listeners. Awesome, thank you. Spread for, the for word listening to this gibberish. But yeah, just make sure <laughs> that uh, no matter what faith you go to, just be don't don't be lazy. You know, as 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 Nate pointed out. This is not an area of your life where you can afford to be lazy. And it doesn't matter where your mom and dad went. It doesn't matter what traditions your family holds. You know what's most important? Knowing the truth. Right. Because the truth will set you free. Exactly. And I am not attacking any denomination. I am merely pointing out to people because I feel that if I don't, I am doing my part on their on them on their salvation or lack thereof let me clarify that a little bit because i think you may not have communicated what you wanted to there it sounds to me like what you're saying is you are feeling you feel called to address um these particular grievances because they are taking people away from the path correct okay good I just right. sure and i think that. we yeah i think we need to do that i think we have that's to. that's important i think god wants us to i think that's our mission here on earth i agree is to pull everybody together and send them on that path um i would feel guilty if i didn't say something and 
<laughs> I've had that same feeling myself, and it's gotten me in in, in a good deal of trouble over the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, face it, you've said it before, Nate. You know, the uh, Jesus when he came, he says, "I came not to bring people together, but to divide." It isn't that he himself is, uh, you know, is he's not trying to divide relationships. What he's saying is that you know what. There's a right and a wrong, and I'm here to show it to you. And there's going to be people who believe in me, and then there's going to be people that totally don't believe in me, and it's going to divide you. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether it could be your own family members, blood. It could be your. It could be a father and a son, or absolutely, a mother and a daughter, or S- yes. siblings. So there's certainly a difference, I think, between nitpicking the gray areas and nitpicking. You know, well, they have a steeple on their church, and I think yeah. that's just goofy. <laughs> yeah, definitely you not going to nitpick. But but at the same token, you picked. You know, you picked on very obvious things. You know, obvious things, things that you know, like uh, for example, again, I don't want to be just randomly grabbing things, but you know, there's like the Seventh Day Adventist Church. You know, the, I, I had somebody leave our church. Uh, my pre, one of the previous church I had planted, uh, they got started. They finally were like open spiritually to accepting Jesus Christ. And then they somehow got hooked up with a Seventh-day Adventist who told them, well, you can't, you, you won't go to heaven if you worship on any day but Saturday. They completely are in Moses' law. Yeah, and all of this, well, and the thing is, is that I, and I showed her a good chunk of teaching out of second and first and second Corinthians basically is telling you to avoid this kind of behavior and it really is confusing and so i'm 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 thinking you know that's really going to pull people away mm-hmm. or you know things like that that's an important thing or things like um things like if you don't speak in tongues you're not saved yeah i've encountered that one myself yeah. oh, now that's a dangerous one paul specifically says do all speak in tongues no, no. exactly but yet there are churches that believe that still teach they'll have the whole congregation blah, 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 you know just babbling on Right, because you're just scared. Just make noises. Just make noises. It'll come. It'll come. Right. Uh, no. Right. That's Could, a gift. Yeah. That certain people get, and according to his, I'm not a, purposes. I'm not an expert right. on tongues, but from what I've read, a when you speak in tongues, you have to have an interpreter to decipher the tongues. That's in a church service. In a church service. That's, that's when you do it publicly. It's, it's it's so that you're not just uh, showing off, basically. Right, exactly. And another thing... <laughs> it's that accountability you were making reference to. Right. Really. Correct me if I'm wrong, but tongues isn't gibberish. It's speaking a language that is not your native language. That is correct. It is. So it's like me speaking Hebrew. Yeah, perfectly. Or, even, or you know, and I, I, you know, I'm open to believing that God has His own little heavenly language, but it's not going to be gibberish. There's going right. to be. It may sound like gibberish to prove a person that doesn't speak Hebrew, <laughs> right? But you're not going to hear the same phrases over and over again. I, right. I remember, you know, that was one of the things that derailed my train for a while. As I, you know, I was trying to understand this whole issue of tongues because I got to be a part in the military of a group that believed that in order to be saved, you had to have the Holy Spirit. And I believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. But in order to show that you have the Holy Spirit, you have to speak in tongues. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's going to derail some trains right there, because if you don't have it, you're going to be scared to death that you're not saved, right? right? And so, uh, What a I horrible brought, feeling. Oh, I know, and it was. I, I mean, I, I completely freaked out for a while, and I studied, and I studied, and I prayed, 
And I'm like, you know, what's going on? And so I, I you know, I got back to the United States and uh, I started watching Christian broadcasting. And here's, and I'm not going to mention any names, but this guy, you know, he would get on and every time I would hear him speak in tongues, it was the same few, and I'm not going to say him because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, let on who I'm talking about, but um, no need to badmouth the person. But, you know, this this person just said the same syllables over and over and over. I, I memorized it. And and like and it would be in for it would be, no matter what he said God was saying, it was always the same phrases. Now to me, God's more intelligent than that. You Extremely. Know? And we see, you know, in the Book of Acts, we see that people were speaking in various languages, and people heard them speak in their own language. Right. So you know, we know that it's intelligent. And if there's an interpreter. There, it's you know, it can be interpreted. So it just kind of makes sense mm-hmm. to that degree. Uh, if you look at that story in in Acts, where they come come out of the upper room and they just start preaching, mm-hmm. I wonder if they even knew that they were talking in other tongues. That's a, we don't know. We know that other people thought. could could hear it in their native language, right? But uh, we well, don't know if they knew that they were speaking. I think it them. says somewhere that Good when point. Jesus comes and and talks to the land, he'll be speaking one language, but every language will understand him. Something along those lines. Okay. Does that ring a bell at all? It doesn't ring. It I'll certainly makes ring. sense, though. It does. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have to look into that again. So you mentioned Seventh Day Adventist, and um, see, Catherine was raised Seventh Day Adventist, right? And that's your wife. That's for, my wife. For the for, for the those listeners, who don't know, <laughs> for new listeners. Um, and she was terrified almost every day of her life that. Because she, she wasn't living up to the laws. You have to follow the laws. And when she read, I think, Romans or Hebrew or both, it was a breaking point for her how wrong they are. Um, they, they, they believe in works. Right. And it's it's very it's very important to understand that there is grace. You know that that does not mean that we can be disobedient. Mm-mm. There is certainly a difference between disobedience and imperfection. Correct. But if you if you follow the letter of the law uh, of the seven day Adventist, or you know go back to the law of Moses, it is the specifics. You you have to be perfect. You have to do everything exactly right, and it is your works that get you to heaven. Or that keep you out of it. We know this is not the case because you know we're told that it is a gift, so that no man would boast. Christ, you know, he give. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. He died for you, and we are to be obedient. But the grace covers when we fall occasionally, from right. time to time, and we have to know that. Right. And so, what they're teaching is basically that we can earn our way to heaven, which is certainly not going to... And again, this is what I go back to. This is a, a this is now a denomination that is going to lead people primarily to hell. Onesie-twosie might find it, but it's by accident. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, uh, to kind of bring it full circle, this is why we cannot be passive in our faith and just let a pastor or a leader of any church just tell us what the Bible says and be content Amen. with that. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. have to crack open the, the binding. You have to read the words, you know, top to bottom, left to right. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you're <laughs> you're doing it right and putting the time in. You've right. got you've got to study because if you don't know this stuff, you can be led astray. And uh, I don't think I'd shock anybody if I say that the the modern media takes well advantage of that. 
So there are a lot of people being led astray these days. Right. So and please make sure you read your Bible. And I don't think we're going to have much of an excuse when we go before God, because after Gutenberg and the press, Bibles were in everybody's hand. And now it's even more abundant, because now if you have a smartphone, you have a Bible. You version, download it. It's free. And, and if God is real, okay, if God is real, which I firmly believe he is. Oh, he definitely is. If God is real, this is the single most important issue of your life. Why would you rely on somebody telling you what it says? Yeah. <laughs> on the single most important issue for eternity for you. I, right. I mean, okay. <laughs> <sighs> and that hits on so many levels. Not, not just, I mean, people are so afraid to give up their flesh enjoyment like that the truth clubbing and yep sex with people that you shouldn't be having sex with and all, all these all these things they're so caught up on it but their life here on earth is so short even if you live to be a hundred mm-hmm. it's not that long it's like a breath well when you compare so, it to eternity when it you is compare a- it it is like a grain of sand on a very, 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 very long beach. Exactly. <laughs> when you compare it. So you really have to live life for your life of eternity. And it's either going to be in heaven or it's going to be in hell. And <clears throat> hell is not good. It's hot. Not good. There's gnashing of teeth. There's all kinds of stuff. The mockers actually make jokes about how much fun hell is going to be. Oh, they're gonna learn. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to. I want to go to hell. No, you don't. Oh yeah. Ever since the uh, ACDC song "Highway to Hell," you know, there's a certain group of people that thinks that's funny. Yeah, you know, but it's it's uh, no laughing matter. No, it's not. But it's a kind of a learning experience. It's like, um, okay, he's doing this and this and this and this and this, and he's on the highway to hell. I'm gonna do the opposite. Well, if you're intelligent. If you're intelligent. Yes, exactly. I mean, I used to love that song, but I didn't really look at it like that. It, was, it had a good beat. And that, you right. Know what I mean? right. This, the, it is catchy. The rhythm of the words sounded good, and but I never really... Can I uh, toss you a the words. little piece of information you may not be aware of? What's that? Do you know what Satan's job was before he was a fallen angel? What? He was a leader of worship in heaven. Think about how important music is to us and the church in regards to worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think he doesn't know what he needs to know oh, to use yeah. music? Sure. To, to lead people astray? Absolutely. Just just be aware of that. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're approaching 43 minutes already, gentlemen. Let me just burn through a couple of these real quick. Are you going to jump or right to It's going to be a two-hour show. I want, I, want, I want my redemption for I'm trivia. Not, I'm gonna have to split <laughs> I would like to just ignore parts. trivia, but you know, I know he's not going to, so <laughs> no. that's a pipe dream. Well, the listeners want the trivia, <laughs> especially after last week. Oh, my. Okay, so real quick, a couple things out of a thousand that Seventh-day Adventists and Jehovah Witness, they believe they both believe in this say that only 144,000 will go to heaven out of everybody on earth. <laughs> so if, if that's true, why would you do any? Why would you try to get more people? <laughs> Just to reduce your chances. Well, right? I'm going to tell if you, that's true. <laughs> that one hits close to home for me because my grandfather, well, he's technically my step-grandfather, but he was the only grandfather I never, ever knew growing up, and I loved him dearly. 
He was a wonderful man, and he died believing there was no use to do anything because there was only going to be 144,000. They're already picked, and so there's nothing he can do about it, so why would he do anything? And that's exactly... And we had... I mean, I witnessed to him. I tried everything, and he just, you know... And he got his. He actually got his beliefs. And I, again, I'm probably stepping on toes here. He was a. Oh, oh goodness, what? Um, it's leaving me right now. What is that group of people, guys? It's a, almost a club. Oh my goodness, a. Promise keepers or something. No, like that? no, 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 no. They have like. Uh, oh my goodness. Masons. Masons. Thank okay. you. Oh my goodness, my brain shut down. <laughs> See, I, I'm thinking trivia. Oh, I yeah. can't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, he was a Mason, and so he started studying the Bible. And when he got to that part, you know, where he felt where they were teaching him this, he's like, "Well, then I'm just done," and that's how he died. Yeah. Well, you do realize <laughs> Masons. And see, Masons don't know this. They become Masons, and they don't realize what happens as you grow in, uh, what do they call it, the levels? Orders. There's 33 levels degrees. in the Masonry. They call them degrees. Masonship, or whatever. I don't know what it is. To a 32nd degree is my grandfather. The 33rd is the highest. Okay, so apparently, from what I've heard, don't take me to court, but... They are leaning more towards worship of Satan than they are the Lord. And a lot of Masons don't even realize this until they get into the 32nd, 33rd level. And by that time, they're so deep into it. They're brainwashed throughout the whole thing, I imagine. I don't know. But anyway. I have no knowledge of that, so I can I don't comment. have perfect knowledge. I read that somewhere. Maybe I watched this sermon on it. I'm not sure, but... Something maybe look into. I don't know. I'm not really. I can tell you when I was younger. I waste my time on that. I had a friend read the who Bible. was involved in Demolay, which is kind of like the the Boy Scouts version of the Masons. And I had the opportunity to go to a few a uh, few meetings with him. It wasn't bad. I didn't find anything there that was um against Christianity, but there was a lot of imagery and pomp and circumstance to some to some degree. Um, granted, I literally dipped my toe in the water, and that's about it. But, you know, there it's one of those things that I, I would be very careful with blanket statements. Yeah. And, and you well, know, again, uh, going back to your analogy before, do your due diligence. Do, do, your, do your, diligence. your homework. Do, do your, your deep homework. diving. If I was out ready to go buy a, you know, really expensive car, and Nate said, well, you know, I just recommend this particular model and this, you know, I wouldn't just say, well, that's one person, you know, I wouldn't say, well, okay, yeah, <laughs> I guess Nate I'll just go buy gosh. that. Regarding, right. <laughs> no, I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to dig. I'm going to find out, you know, what, a, what, what is this car really about? And I'll make my decision after I get all the facts. Exactly. And, and that's how we should pick a home church. And for the record, I would have never even talked about the Masons if you didn't say Masons. So I wasn't prepared for that. But sorry. That's your fault, Pastor Rick. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I, uh, it was the real deal. Yeah, sorry. You know, maybe we'll do a show on that one day and I'll do some real research. But back to the 144,000. Okay, the only place in the Bible that talks about 144,000, which is in Revelations, is about the 12 tribes. And these 12 tribes, 12,000 per tribe, first of all, <laughs> they're all Jewish. Yep. 
So if that you believe in that and you're here in America and you're a Gentile. Gentile, it makes no sense why you think you would be a part of that 144,000 that makes it to heaven. Right, especially since Paul you know, spent all of his ministry saying that the Gentiles were able to go to heaven. Right. Well, something doesn't add up so there. So that blows that right out the water. I can, I can give you a little bit of insight on that, but I'll let you finish your, your well, topic before I do. Um, the 144,000, the 12 tribes, this is why they're here. This is what their purpose is. After the church is raptured, there's people that are left here on earth. Those 144,000 are going to spread the word, spread the gospel, lead the people that are remaining, which are the unbelievers, because they didn't get raptured. They're going to teach them about Christ and try to convert them to be believers. That's correct. And those believers that are converted will then ascend to heaven. And they are called the tribulation saints. That is the hundred and forty four thousand. The hundred the hundred the people that convert. Mm-hmm. The people that are left behind are the tribulation saints. The people that believe during the tribulation. Okay. We are saints now. Go ahead. We are saints. Christians are saints. They are not saints because they don't believe. Okay. The tribulation comes. The 140,000, 44,000 spread the word, spread the gospel. Those who convert and become believers are tribulation saints. Okay. I just have to go on record saying that is a really cool rock band, like a Christian rock band name, Tribulation Wouldn't Saints. Wouldn't it be? You know, really awesome. Sorry. Uh, you know what? We I, should I start digress. That's, that's we actually start a really one. good idea. Let's do it. Let's, let's hit the road. <laughs> the Tribulation Saints. I can see that on the side of a bus right now. Well, I don't know. I play guitar. You play drums. Nate, can you help us out with bass? And we're good. We'll just uh, go on the road. Uh, come on, bro. I can handle the computer. <laughs> He can do sound. Simulated bass. (laughs) He'll show up. (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to move on out of them people and move on into Baptist. Before you do that, I want to add a little piece of knowledge, okay? Uh, If you have not read Romans 11, Romans 11 dives into this, okay? Uh, This is Paul talking about how in the end times, once we reach the fulfillment of the, the age of the Gentiles... And to really understand that, you have to understand Daniel and the 70 weeks and how there's one mm-hmm. week remaining after the age of the Gentiles in which is the, the restoration and the completion of the promises to Israel, okay? Mm-hmm. Paul is telling us in Romans 11 that he is, like, hurting for his people that they have turned their back on Christ. And he says that when they do come back... Um, it will be in such magnificent splendor that it will be like a wildfire almost raging. and It'll just catch you and it'll just go. And we know from the end times that there's going to be two witnesses. And the two witnesses uh, will work with the, the 144,000. And that's what's going to be these teachers. And that's, if you read Romans 11, don't take me from my word, read it yourself. You will see Paul talking about these people who are going to be making such a huge impact for the kingdom during that period of time. So 
Mm-hmm. I would recommend that you read those verses that you mentioned about the 144,000 revelation and you keep this piece of information from Romans 11 in mind when you read it. Right. I think one of them is going to be Isaiah, right? There's a lot of theories on well, that. Well, I think it's Isaiah and a toss-up. I've heard for Moses the second person. for the second, and I've heard, uh, I've heard um, not Isaiah. Who's the one that they, they keep a chair out for that's... Um, that, uh, and of course you catch me right when I'm not thinking about it. It's not even a trivia question. Oh yeah. You can tell we're ready for (laughs) trivia. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, the, uh, the, the Jewish people leave a chair out for one of the, um, one of the, uh, Old Testament prophets that didn't die. He, Elijah. Elijah. Thank you. Could not find that name. Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other one. Yeah. Or maybe it's Elijah and somebody else. Elijah and Moses. Elijah. That's yeah. the ones that seem to make the most sense from uh, that the would ones make that sense. So Baptist. Um, now I was researching Baptist. I learned, and you you have a Baptist background. I do. So you are perfect for this. Um, their beliefs line up a lot like our beliefs. Close, Bible, very, close. very close. There's close. a few things, and I I just briefly researched just to get a little bit of substance for this they have a lot of beliefs that we do but they do not believe there will be a thousand year reign when it clearly states it in the bible why is that you know that i do not you know. don't know I'm that not, i didn't know i'm not familiar with that i've, I've with a thousand several, year reign no let me let me elaborate i've known several baptists in my life i've never heard any of them come out against the idea of the of the thousand year reign of, of Christ. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know how I'll fa- be honest in all of my, all of my years as, as a Baptist, uh, growing up, um, they really did not talk about revelation at all. Um, you know, now I, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't have some problems with some of their teaching in this particular church. Uh, but, uh, you know, that would, that never really came up. My biggest concern was the fact that they don't believe in spiritual gifts, Oh, is that true? I, it is true. I didn't realize that. They believe that there's a lot of freedom in the Baptist the, the, church. Well, I mean that that kind of it, that's kind of true in a lot of. It, well, the reason being is because in Baptist, in typical Baptist circles, especially the Southern Baptist, it, each church is autonomous, and so even though you're a part of the denomination, you can sway in those areas, and you're not, you know, you're not kicked out of the denomination for it. They're pretty. There's a lot of grace. In a that. lot of grace. Now, it, it's not true if you go into like you know the uh, denominational teach you know or the denominational leadership. They they are you know they have to be solid on their doctrine. But you know the outlying church can be. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, their doctrine, their core doctrine is that the gifts of this spirit went out a long time ago. They were only used to you know jumpstart the church. Uh, which is funny because Jesus clearly said, you know, those who believe will do these things, and he talks about miracles. Yeah. And Paul clearly says we are, each of you is given a spiritual gift. So, And I see nothing in the Bible that talks about, you know, us losing those spiritual gifts. It doesn't even make sense. Right. So, again, I, that, it bothers me anytime a, a denomination or a church just, like, you know, does away with something or adds something that just clearly has no backing. That that's scary to me. Mm-hmm. And they also believe in a post tribulation rapture, and that's a extremely controversial topic. And right. I I can't figure out for the life of me why because the Bible is so there's so much proof 
that is, there's not going to be a post-trib rap. There's at least 15 verses alone that talk about a, there's going to be a pre-tribulation rapture. And that's going to be a show altogether. We don't have time to dive into this tonight. Um, and I am not ready. I want to get, I want to really get my, I got some, I'm working on, I'm working on a whole process, a whole presentation of the rapture. You're getting your ducks in a row. I'm getting all my ducks in a row. <laughs> and we're going to dedicate a whole entire show just on that because it's pretty huge. So that'll be interesting. You got something to kind of wet your whistle for that. But I can't you. wait. All right. So, um, I got you're talking about what's called uh, the premillennial. There's the premillennial view. Mm-hmm. There's the postmillennial view and the amillennial view. So there are there is a lot of room. This kind of goes back to what Pastor Rick was talking about, how we need to have a lot of grace. There's a lot of area where things are gray and people can, good people who love Christ can disagree this on, is true. on things as it relates to um, prophecy and end times, uh, which, which, which is called the uh, eschatology of the church. Right. I, you know, the important thing about Revelation is to, to the important takeaway that we all want to be together together on is that in the end we win and we should be looking for, uh, and that's what you and I were talking about earlier, Jason, as we were uh, fetching our coffees uh, a little bit ago, is that, uh, you know, Jesus makes it clear that we should, as a, you know, fisherman looks at the sky to see what the weather's going to be like, we ought to be looking for these signs. And he gave us some, and Revelation is full of this, and it lets us know, number one, here's what to look for, knowing that it's going to get, you know, that you're close, and so be ready, but also the encouragement of we win, and if you're not one of the winners, here's what's going to happen to you. You know, Mm -hmm. those are the big takeaways. Now, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the middle that we could all disagree on and not be together together. I mean, it's not going to keep people out of hell or out of heaven rather. No. Or send people to hell. So that's the important thing. Right. And from what I see, the different the the way the Baptists believe their different beliefs do not keep people from their salvation. Yeah, I would agree with that. They they believe that Jesus Christ is the way. The truth and the, the light. The truth and the light. And so that's great. I mean, they are they are contributing to people um, knowing how to be saved, and and so that's great. Absolutely. So, so none of their differences take away from. Yeah. In from fact, that. even even those things that you know, like I I pointed out earlier, they're not going to keep. I mean, just because you don't believe in spiritual gifts, it might keep you from being effective in ministry, right. which is a shame. You know, you might not be a good steward of the gifts God has given you. Uh, although they believe in natural gifts, so certainly if somebody's good at teaching, they're going to promote that. So again, mm-hmm. that's a gray area that probably would be okay. I, I well, I it's think not it gonna, is. It's not going to send people to hell. No. Versus like you it's going to change. What it's going to change is your crown. Yeah. Okay. I can I'll see give that, you that argument. Yeah. I'll I can give see you that. that argument. You get a certain crown for what you do. You may get a few. Right. And uh, so yeah, you're going to go to heaven. So one thing I do want to encourage you, um, and this is kind of for everybody listening, if you really take the time and you're diving into the Bible and you're reading the Bible enough that you can speak intelligently on the end times, you're doing something right. Because <laughs> there is this so is much that you have to understand, and there are so many different relationships between the different books of the Bible and the stories and how they're to be applied and when mm-hmm. they're to be applied. 
that you you could spend an entire career writing about one of these positions I just kind of mentioned a bit ago. People and, have. And people <laughs> have, right? So to that end, it's it's good to be this deep into your Bible, to know your Bible this much. Right. And if there's anything you take away from today's message, it's you need to know your Bible. <laughs> That's right. That seems to be the Bible, the, the point that we've been hitting over and over and over again. So, well, and to yeah. uh, support Jason bringing it up, the, it, Revelation is one of the few books, well, the only book that says, blessed is he who reads this book and understands. Absolutely. It's true. It's like there's a blessing, a special blessing for those who get this. But, uh, you know, same token. Lots of other books, too, so yeah, get into all of them. I suggest, if you're going to dive into Revelations, to first read the book of Daniel. Actually, Book of Revelation was the first book I read of the Bible by myself as a teenager. Yeah? Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, quite a place to start. I started with John. Better. And, yeah. I, I read the New Testament and listened to the Old Testament. And really, honestly, I just wanted to, <clears throat> before I dived into it, because it I never read the Bible before. It's an adventure for those of you who haven't. And I had no idea how amazing it was. I didn't know what to expect. I read the first few words from Genesis. You know, I forget what they are now, but. For those of you listening, uh, if you've never actually picked up the Bible and started reading it yourself, you don't have to start in Genesis. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> don't start in Genesis. Uh, yeah, it takes too long to get to the really fun stuff. Yeah. You know. Now it, that being said, Genesis is a fantastic book. Absolutely, okay? and don't Lots start in Leviticus. Lots of information. Yeah, don't start in Leviticus either. <laughs> well, part of Leviticus is pretty good, but when they start talking about building the temple. And all the decorations, it's and, like and oh all man, the details of oh it, yeah. my goodness! And if you start it with the prophets, or you know, or in, uh, you know, in the poetry part, you know, and you start with the Song of Solomon, you're gonna like be confused <laughs> about why it's the Bible. But if you start in the Gospels That's and you work out to the, if you work out to the letters of Paul, the epistles, and then go back and start getting history yeah. through Genesis and Exodus, and then dig into the prophecies and all that, you know, it makes a little more sense. It makes a lot more sense. It does. Because, you know, the Bible really isn't as confusing as people make it out to be. It's not, not. at all. And the Word of God is true. God is, does not lie. He is holy. And you can't pick and choose what is true or not. You either believe everything or you believe nothing. And oh, I suggest you believe everything. There's a lot of people these days that like to pick and, they do. Pick and choose what they want to believe. Hence all the different... Denominations. I mean, goodness gracious. And well, it's a little a, history lesson. Again, I wasn't prepared for this history lesson, but there's a group called the Illuminati. It started in the 1800s. And the founder of Chase Morgan and a handful of others that are huge business tycoons um, formed it. And they are antichrist not the antichrist as in they're against they're against and they technically um invaded the church churches all the different denominations and confused the word and twisted the word and it started way before our time and it is built to what it is today 
Well, the nature of evil leaves it open that that's entirely possible. Oh, for sure it is. Um, I don't know enough uh, about it's it. It's 100% to speak true, too. Yeah, I don't know anything about that particular issue, but I do know that Satan certainly does everything he can to disrupt, divide, throw off, you know, just, you know, add enough add enough junk into the cake recipe that it doesn't turn out like a cake. Yeah. That that's a really good way to put it cuz he Satan's smart enough not to not to appear evil. He's right. going to appear good. He's going to he's going to be like that wolf in sheep's clothing mm-hmm. that preaches everything you want to hear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Cuz you know, quite quite frankly, Satan doesn't mind if we go to church as long as we don't make it to heaven and as long as we don't make disciples. Mhm. If we don't do those things, he's perfectly happy and content because we'll end up where he is, and that's what he's looking for. He wants to take as many people away from God as he can. (laughs) Oh, it's time. It's time for Bible Trivia. So as a disclaimer, I am I do not claim to have all the answers. This is more fun for me what? than anything else. As a you disclaimer, know. I have my answers all ready to go. Seven, yellow, <laughs> large, and the number 21. <laughs> all right, so 10 questions, 60 seconds. I didn't extend the time. I Just keep in mind, and if you don't get this time, if you don't get through them all, you don't get through them all. So oh. less... Uh, talking out your questions, you can say pass if you want. And if we have time, we can go back to them. Okay. All right. Fine. So should I leave first this time? It's up to you. All right. I will leave first this time right. and give you a shot at first. And uh, yeah, I'll just uh, step outside. Okay. Okay. Just wave at me when you're ready. Will do. <laughs> I won't be able to hear I'm sure I'm going to bomb this terribly. Okay. You ready? Lord, give me the answers. How many people did Jesus feed with the five loaves of bread and two fish? Five thousand. After Jesus was arrested, which apostle disowned him three times? Peter. Who recognized Jesus as the Messiah when he was presented in the temple as a baby? Simon. Who asked Pilate for Jesus' body after crucifixion? Pass. Paul was shipwrecked on White Island. Paul was shipwrecked. Uh, Isn't that the one you had last week? Mm -hmm. Um, Great. What is the shortest book in the New Testament? Jude. Who is the author of the book of Revelation? John. Matthew was a blank. Um, Tax man. The city of Saul traveling... To what city was Saul traveling when he became he encountered a great and blinding light? Good question. I don't have that one. Would you mind repeating that question that I passed on? Because I was thinking about the previous answer, and I didn't hear the entire question. What was it? Uh, who asked Pilate for Jesus' body? Who asked Pilate for Jesus' was body? Was that it? After crucifixion? Um, okay. Joseph of... Arimathea. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I, I would, I, I wouldn't known the answer. But as soon as you said Joseph, I knew it's Joseph of Arimathea. You did really good. You ready? I as ready as I'm gonna be. Here we go. Here we go. 
How many people did Jesus feed with the five loaves of bread and two fish? Oh my goodness, 12,000. After Jesus was arrested, which apostle disowned him three times? Peter. Who recognized Jesus as the Messiah when he was presented at the temple as a baby? Simeon. Who asked Pilate for Jesus' body after crucifixion? Joseph of Arimathea. Paul was shipwrecked on what island? Malta. What is the shortest book of the New Testament? Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, Jude or... No, no. I'm going to go with 2 John. Who is the author of the book of Revelation? John. Matthew was a blank. Tax collector. To what city was Saul traveling when he encountered a great and blinding light? Tarsus. Who was the first Damascus. person? Damascus. Sorry. Who was, <laughs> the was... First, who was the first person to come up on an injured man in the parable of the Good Samaritan? The injured man, Good Samaritan. Oh, goodness. A Pharisee. Good job. You got through 10 questions <laughs> right at the sound <laughs> of the show. You beat me, Pastor Rick. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, you beat me. Let's go through these real quick. I said he was heading to Tarsus. It's Saul of Tarsus. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, Damascus. How many people died? did Jesus feed? 5,000. Oh, my goodness. 12. I got, I got that one right. You got that <laughs> one right. Uh, after Jesus was arrested, which apostle descended him three times? Peter. You both got that right. Who recognized Jesus as the Messiah when he was presented? That was a question from last week. Simon? Simeon? Simeon. That's what I said, didn't it? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. We got Simeon. it right. Who asked Pilate for Jesus' body? You were both right. Joseph. Arimathea. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, well, he was wrong, but you were right. I didn't get to that question in time because... Uh, he passed. Yeah. I got you. Paul was shipwrecked on what island? He got that wrong again, but you got yeah. it right oh, this Oh, no. Time. Did you I, say Patmos? You I said Crete. You learn, <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. I couldn't, See, I couldn't think. Ah. Now, yes, this is difficult because we don't remember all these things. We, remember, little, we remember the, the important stuff, the, right? Yeah. But, but it's good to you, have it. You learn stuff. You learn stuff that you didn't know. Sure. I know well, I am. These I, kind of things are like, you know, it, to me, these things are like the fat in meat. It's what makes it taste good. Yeah. Yet the meat is actually, you know, the principles and that sort of thing. To be fair, if my wife were to listen to this, she would tell you, you're going to need to tell me at least eight more times. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, shortest book of the New Testament? I guess it was, Jude. Oh, second, I, almost said, you had I right. almost said Jude, too. And I was like, wait a minute, it's one of the Johns. And then I'm like, but which one? Second and John. I just guessed. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty right. sure that was right, but... Uh, Mine was a guess as well. Author Educated of the book guess, of Revelation was John. You were both right. Matthew was a tax collector. Tax collector. You were both right. I said tax man. The city <laughs> of Saul traveling Damascus. when he encountered a great and blinding light, Damascus. And I almost blew that one. You almost blew that one. <laughs> Rick, you got nine out of ten. Man. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't believe I That's still fantastic. don't have this story about the you bread. You were sandbagging on us today. And, and no. Nathan... <laughs> All right, oh, hey. no. I'm, I'm so not sorry. the lead pastor, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> oh. Study up, altar boy. <laughs> How do you study? All we have to do is get into first Genesis, you know, Genesis one rather, and, and read all the way through before next time we do a podcast and we'll be ready. That's right. And you have to memorize everything you read too. Oh, so. that's yeah, that shouldn't be a hard task. You know, no problem. But nine out of ten, that's pretty impressive. That's better than last week. Pretty impressive. Way, even so we'll even see. getting a few guesses right was is great. I mean, there's a lot of words in the Bible. So technically we're even <laughs> one and one, right? 
Who won last week? It was tied. You tied. We tied. So you got to take next time. However, I messed up. You had the wild honey, which is a bone. It was a bonus. A bonus. I should have gave him the bonus. bonus. I said only uh, if you need it, and I didn't give it to him when you needed it <laughs> for the tiebreaker. So with the, with the bonus, you guys are one and one. Okay, I'll take it. All right. I need all the grace I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. Oh, man. Um, okay. So, Ace ID. Uh, That's a hint on the phone he got, by the way. It kind of brings... <laughs> See, now, with my Android phone, it just knows, since it's next to me and connected to my watch, it knows not to lock. Oh. So I don't even need to That's cool. <laughs> I don't have a watch, so it might work that way for me, too. I don't know. You can use Bluetooth earbuds, too, by the I way. had face detect on my Android as well, but it was a lot slower. I had to do this. And then it finally opened. This one, I barely get it to my face, and it's like, hey, what you want, boss? <laughs> and all my secure apps, like banking, is all face detect. It was fingerprint. Those six-year-olds make an amazing phone. <laughs> all mean, right. Let's have let's have love and grace here, people. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know why you think it's a sweatshop and Apple. Okay. Song of the week. Now, Ooh. I... Didn't pick the song of the week until on the way here. We need a drum roll. And <laughs> because I had a little fun today. I was in my car. I had my phone hooked up to my car, Apple CarPlay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I said, Siri, play me some Christian hip hop. Christian hip hop. I was curious. I was curious, right? Mm -hmm. So she threw some on. And it was pretty good. I'm not a hip hop kind of, I'm not really a hip hoppy, Mm -hmm. hip hopper. You're going to probably get some Lecrae or maybe even some Kirk Franklin type stuff. But I do enjoy some because I grew up in the time where hip hop was born. And uh, I, before Christ. Way before I got down with some Dr. Dre and some NWA <laughs> and, uh, you know, where's that? Wah, 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 yes, wah. exactly. <laughs> See, he, he takes control of that. So we can, <laughs> there you go. That's three times that thing played today. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out for folks. And because the song of the day is the song of the day is angels. Angels. By By WXLF. Define me if you can is the name of the album. I I actually don't know that one. I don't know that either. Um huh. pretty I'm pretty knowledgeable of Christian music, but I, I am not. I can't play the song. I'll just play a little clip of it. I hope this is the right song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right song. <laughs> well, you know, go Fail. listen to the song he said, you Fail. know, not the one he played. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I'm doing a new song of the day. It was the one I actually remember and did like. Let me pull it up here. I've got to do some editing on this. <laughs> All right. While you're doing that, Pastor Rick, what's your song of the week? My song of the week? Oh, goodness. Um, 
Power of the Cross by About a Mile. Power of the Cross. It's a song that I just ran into about a week or so ago, and we're actually learning it this week uh, on the worship team. We're going to use it on Sunday. But it just struck me. It's from like the... I want to say it's from the 90s, but maybe maybe the early 2000s. But I went back and... No, I think it's from 2016, actually. I think I lied. But yeah, it just has a really good sound. And it's uh, very powerful. I mean, you know, power of the cross. How do you not, mm-hmm. how can it not be? Right did you find out? Did you find the song you're looking for? I do you have a Do you have a song of the week? I might, but I can't remember which one I I gave last week. I remember there was one I gave as a Hey, start here. If you've never listened to Christian music, oh, if you said it, I didn't probably remember. But yeah, that was the one by Matthew West. The uh, Truth be told, that was the one I brought up. But I right. don't know if I brought one up on top of that. You know, you did disappoint me. How's that? <laughs> oh, you didn't like the song? Well, well. No, I didn't listen to it. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I did listen to uh, Skillet's oh, Awake and Alive. Did you like it? Yeah. Very nice. It's good. Nice. Okay, when I was talking about Christian metal, you said, oh, like Red? <laughs> okay. And I yeah, they're not Red. I'm they're like, not yeah. really metal. And then I heard them today thinking, yeah. They certainly are rock. And it was rock. Not. It was yeah. rock. Yeah, I'm okay. like, they're not metal. All right, bro. It's okay. Okay, listen, know, listen I, I to repent. impending doom. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's metal. Listen to impending doom. It's and there's variations of metal too. Stripers metal, but that's like old hair metal. Yeah, hairband metal. Hairband metal. But was it? What, did you enjoy Red? I mean, did you like it? Oh yeah, it was good. Okay, it just was wasn't good. what you anticipated. I expected. So you expected harder. I expected harder. Okay, but that's okay. All right. I don't. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> just disappointed. Just disappointed. Just disappointed. So I was like, you know what? I want to headbang a little bit on the way to the podcast. So yeah. I guess my song of the week, then I don't remember if I brought this up last week, but uh, there's a band I've been listening to, and um, some I like some of the older songs, too, like Mercy Me, mm-hmm. and there's a song called Ghost. You did mention that I did last mention week. that one. You okay. did mention that one. That one's been on, been on my replay list quite a bit. Then the next one I would bring up that kind of got me... I think it was Chris Tomlin. Let me double check here. I don't know if you use this, but since it's quiet, I'm just going to talk. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'm going to give an old. I'll give an oldies song of the day too. An oldies. If you uh, if you get if you like the oldies and you like you know, and by oldies I mean something like from the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, try a song by Whiteheart called Over Me. Over me. Over me. It's ta- it just talks about how, you know, he's out in the rain and he just doesn't even want to get away because he just feels, it reminds him of the love of God just pouring out over him. Nice. It's, it's so powerful. And then, of course, just musically, it's good too. So good stuff. So I found it. <clears throat> Cry No More by The Cross Movement. And uh, it's got a good beat. Ah, there we go. So check it out. I do have my song of the week. Oh, here we go. So it is by Chris Tomlin. It's called Is He Worthy? Chris Tomlin, Is He Worthy? Good song. That one's kind of been on my repeat list pretty recently. Oh, and by the way, our song list for this week, there's three new ones. (laughs) 
Which is fine. I got to tell you, I got to tell you that song, that secular song that Hannah took and kind of changed some of the lyrics oh, to turn it into yes. a war. Wow. Yeah, the song You, it was by a group called Laney. And we, uh, she she showed or showed me the video. And I'm listening to the song. And I said, no, I don't know what who he's talking to. She said, I think he's talking to Jesus because he actually, uh, he is sort of, you can tell he's searching the writer of yeah. the song. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, it could be about God. I think, you know, we only made some mild changes. And I sat down with her and I said, what do you think about this? And she's like, nah. And then we, you know, kind of fiddled with it. But yeah, it turned out to be very worshipful. I think there's a lot of songs out there that uh, were supposed to be worship songs, but the writers weren't quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so they just got it wrong. But that's okay. We'll use them. Yeah. So yeah, next week's set list is more like the Jesus Culture Show with special guests about a mile in Hillsong. <laughs> There's three, uh, which is fantastic because Jesus Culture is my favorite Christian band. It just happened that way, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Show me your glory, power of the cross, and sing my love are all new. Show me your glory. We did last week. Oh, did I we? think so. I yes, think we so. did. Okay, let me look. Wah, wah, we did. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it too. It didn't even ring a bell. Okay, um, and next week we bring you worship trivia. You see, <laughs> you see, I haven't added it to my art collection, which uh, is all the songs that we do, all in one album, and I haven't added it yet. So when I go to, I go down the list and I go to the collection and I add those to a new playlist. And then I add the two new ones. It wasn't in there. And that's why I need to think. It didn't ring a bell. So good song. Third day. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Wait Duck a minute. back for that one. Something is something's messy here. Let me look. Oh, because when I went and typed it, it was Jesus Culture's version. They they do, but it's a totally, well, it's not even a version. It's a totally different song. Oh, is it? It is a totally okay, different song. Okay, so I'll yeah. delete that and add the other one. Okay. And the only reason I know that is because when I was looking up uh, the lyrics to put the lyric sheet up, I just steal them from the internet. It brought up Jesus culture, and I'm like, oh, that's, I didn't even know. And it wasn't the same lyrics, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. So cool. that's why I didn't recognize it when I listened to it. It's yeah, like, only two Jesus culture songs this yeah, week. Yeah, only two. Now there it's two. Now it's no longer the Jesus culture show. So I'm out of the doghouse? You're out of the doghouse. All right. You're never deal. in the doghouse. <laughs> we can do five Jesus culture songs. I'd be okay with that. Well, no, the new songs. You said there was three new ones. There's really only two. There's only two. Try yeah. not to kill you. You're out of the doghouse on that. Yay. Yay. Okay. Folks, I'm going to end this show. It's, I might have to split this into two shows. No one wants to listen to us for an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure. Especially our wives. Whatever. <laughs> and, and, the, and the good news, Catherine couldn't wait, and she can't wait to hear it. So did, did Christina listen to the show? You know, she did not. As of this morning, I'm like, have you listened to it? She's like, no, I just feel like I haven't had time. And I said, you know what? You're here during the day with these kids. You can put a slap on that speaker. I bought her that JBL, you yeah. know, Flip 5 or whatever. I said, go, That's man. That's the great thing about a podcast. You there can you listen go. to it anytime on your commute to work, on your commute home from work, on your commute to your buddies. Right. Whenever, wherever, in the shower, in the bath, laying down for bed, getting up in the morning for your, and having your with your coffee. Get a little Jesus in your life. There you go. Just make sure you're spending your time with Jesus, too. Right. <laughs> Quiet time's better than podcast time spend, any day. Spend most of your time with Jesus. Amen. Point. So I'm going to 
leave you with the gospel. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so they may be forgiven. He rose on the third day and he sits on the right hand of the Father. Follow Jesus. Believe in Jesus Christ, that he is your Lord, and you will be saved. Believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Amen to that. Thank you so much. Please go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and leave a rating and a comment. I would love to hear back from you. Preferably a good rating. I just throw that oh, out there. If it's not a good rating, <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> this Pasco. <laughs> you don't collect two hundred dollars, you go straight to jail. <laughs> um I would love to hear from you. Uh whether any you know positive feedback is always good. Any way we can improve the show. Um anything. Anything you'd like to hear? Any topics that you think would be a good discussion? We'd love to hear from you. Everybody, have a great night. Good night, Nate. Good night, Jason. Good night, Rick. Good night, Jason. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, John Boy. 